You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. If this is the superpower I've been waiting my entire life to have, uh-huh. it's kind of lame. That's a pretty lame it's, superpower. It's not that great. No, it's, I mean, it's not great at all. No, it's not like picking like lottery numbers or, or finding out to, you know... Nothing that, that could be financially beneficial. No, like finally I achieved my dream of being like the guy from Dead Zone where I can see things happen and, well, kind of like the Dead Zone. And now I'm finding out uh, this is all it's going to do for me. This is it. Oh, I predict mundane things that, <laughs> that might happen. Like, oh, that's oddly coincidental. Great. Good for you. I have an oddly coincidental psychic feature <laughs> about me. I coconut water will be half off today. I had a dream about it. It was awesome. Hello, everyone. This is <laughs> That would be Radio. the thing that you'd be so excited about. <laughs> I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And, of course, we are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast on the cyberwebs. On, God damn it. <laughs> on the internets. On the internets. <laughs> on the internets. On the cyberwebs. Wherever podcasts can be found. And we're very happy that you found us. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can uh, subscribe. Now, we'll get back to what I was talking about here at the beginning. Sure. Um, before we do that, you can subscribe to Listen Live for six ninety nine a month. And then you get access, you know, 24 hours of live streaming and all these amazing, amazing live shows. And also the live chat, which right now has kind of been going off for the last hour of people who, uh, who pop into that. It is so much fun. Like, this is really like so, a, so, like, it's basically like a social, like, meetup every yeah, day yeah. in this chat room. <laughs> it pretty much is. And that, that's at funemploymentradio.com slash live. And uh, what's happening right now is people are trying to come up with something that we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we addressed what tropical summer is. Now, tropical Sarah, I summer. think you need to explain tropical summer. Like, give if nobody's ever heard of tropical summer. Hi, then you've nobody, never heard this show in the summertime. Y- well, yeah, and don't ever speak like that again, please. <laughs> I don't. Was Sarah, I was like, what? Sarah did like the white boy lobster claw towards <laughs> the microphone. White boy lobster claws. What? What? It's it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of this world. So so explain if I had never heard of Tropical Summer, if I did not know what this is, give me uh, give me a brief summary of what that is. Here in Portland, Oregon, there aren't a lot of pools that you uh, that you can go to when the sun you know, when the summertime hits and the heat goes up and the, you know, the temperatures are in the eighties and the nineties. Do you have to say it like this? It's are you true. giving me an infomercial? And the only pools that you can go to for the most part, unless they're in private residences, are like you know, child riddled and dirty, and you just don't want to be there. The public pools, yeah. The public pools. So yeah. that being said, about six years ago, actually, exactly six years ago, my friend moved into an apartment complex here in southeast Portland, and lo and behold, it had an amazing pool where we spent the entire summer because that was actually when we were, I was working on a morning show, which meant my workday was done by like ten a.m. Mm-hmm. every day. Sure. So I spent the. <laughs> just is, had to wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically spent the entire summer at this pool, and but that we du- we named it Tropical Summer mm-hmm. because you couldn't find any place to like hang out next to a pool in Portland. Right. Then, that you could actually have some adult beverages at. You know, mm-hmm. or you can just like you know shoot the shit with your friends. Everything's fine. Right. So important that things was in life. Important things in life. It is very important. And that was when Tropical Summer was born. So that was six years ago. Oh. This year is going to be my sixth Tropical Summer. But since then. We name them. So explain, though, what Tropical Summer... This is what I'm talking tropical about. Tropical Summer is the no pool. Sense. Tropical Summer is the pool that we go to. I know this makes sense in your head. It does make sense in my to head. anyone else, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Well, to, like, to me and so all my friends, it's, na- a, it's a place. Okay, but you named... Give me, the, give me the name, Tropical Summer. What does that mean? You named the pool Tropical Summer. The pool is Tropical Summer. There are three pools at this particular apartment complex. <laughs> oh my God. This one is Tropical Summer. Okay, there, <sighs> 
Okay, so the pool's name is Tropical let Summer. Me, let me use it in a phrase. Like, whenever I'm talking to my friends, like, say I'm talking to Lisa Wood, who I was just talking to a little bit ago. She's like, hey, do you want to do Tropical Summer tomorrow? Or So I guess it's a thing or something to do. Or do you want to, like we say, do you want to go to Tropical Summer tomorrow? Do you want to do, you know, uh, do you want a Tropical Summer tomorrow? Okay, it's so like it can a, be a thing or a uh, Whenever we place. say Tropical Summer, it means going to this stinky pool that we go to every year and pretend to live in the apartment complex. Even though you do not live there, nor have, have you never ever lived, lived there. there. You've have, never lived there. I've never lived there. Mm-hmm. But I've had friends, uh, some of my best friends have lived there. Actually, uh, we do have some friends, like my friend uh, Shockwave. I will, uh, will always like keep his identity secret, so that way people, so he never gets in trouble for mm-hmm. all the shenanigans that happen there. And also, like our friend Kyle lives there. So a lot of people I know live there. Right. I'm not one of those people. Sure. But I haven't. So anyway, so it began, and as soon as we, the first summer that I was there, six years ago, where it's like, this is too magical for a pool, so we called it Tropical Summer. That's the name Your of the definition pool. of magical. There also, uh, there's also the kids' pool, and there is Melrose Place. That are the two other pools. We don't need to go into that right now. These are all at the same apartment complex that you pretend to live at. Yes. Yes, they are. So you show up there with your fake pool pass. And oh, it's a real pool pass. All right, your real pool pass mm-hmm. that you took from somebody else. No, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have my f- real pool pass for the fake apartment that I live in. So the first year you named it Tropical Summer. Yes. Yes, I did. And what is it now? Explain the progression of Tropical The progression summer. of it. Yes, I would love to. So, of course, over the years, you know, many things changed because Tropical Summer, the first year, it was, uh, they didn't really, like, have a lot of security for the pool that first year. So there's actually this structure on one side of the pool that is complete, like this wooden structure. It's like a shed or something where they keep like the pool cleaning stuff in. Where this huge, this family, this huge family of Samoan people, like folks, used to live there in this apartment complex, and they would take over the entire place and like have barbecues and stuff. They'd also be jumping off of this structure, like climbing up on a thing that you shouldn't be climbing up on, and like jumping off like out like four feet to make it into the pool. Like basically. I thought they were going to die every time that they were sure. doing this. So that was the first tropical summer. It was a little chaotic. The next summer, so that was fun. Like people would barbecue, and it was kind of like more of a uh, older family kind of thing. Like kids usually stay away from stripper soup or from tropical summer. Sorry, I just jumped the gun because the second year, year two, and this is when you started giving this it. This is a when theme. we started giving them a theme. So of course, there's like the original, and then you want to like you know so name it's like the, the sequels. sequels. It's right. the sequels. Mm-hmm. So then the following year was when uh, we started noticing that there was a vast majority of strippers yes. that lived at this apartment complex and would sit all day. They would wobble up to the pool in their clear high, like platform high heels and plop down, you know, and they all looked, you know, like they're, they're good strippers. Like they all looked, they were like hot strippers. I think I went out there during that time. I would beg to disagree on some of that. No, because you came for the third season. So, so anyway, season two was uh, stripper soup. So it was tropical summer so two, gross. stripper soup. And that's what we called it because there were lots of strippers. Saw um, like ankle monitors, people taking their. I swear to God, watched a woman take her weave out and leave it on the side of the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like lo- lots of clicky, clear high heels. So that was that was season two, tropical summer stripper suit. Three was the one that you first came in. Oh, okay. Three was tropical summer three. Now that was douchebag stew. Okay. Douchebag stew came from the guy who, if you've listened to the show and you know who I'm talking about, from the football guy. Now, this, the football guy was this guy who's always drunk at the pool by himself, drinking 40s or drinking out of a bottle, uh, like uh, either a bottle of liquor or a 40, by himself. And it seemed like the only thing that he could possibly say was football. All he would say, he had this little rubber football with him and he would throw it at people to try and engage them to play with him. And nobody would ever want to play with him because he was an idiot. Uh-huh. So he, he could only say football. Like he would ask, like say something to me. He'd be like, football, football. Hi, football. How, are you, hi how are you doing today? Football. Oh, no, I don't want to play any football. Football. No, that's okay. I'm just uh, here football. hanging out. Football. Yeah. 
Okay. No, that was it. That, all that right. was all. He'd just get drunk and say football. So that okay. was douchebag stew. Uh, year before that, or the year after that, so Tropical Summer 4 came. So Tropical Summer 3 was, was what? Douchebag du- stew. Douchebag stew. Yes. It's feeling. It's sounding more and more appealing. Sounds yeah, like it's, it's just going up in It's class. gone downhill. <laughs> but actually, no. So uh, then Tropical Summer 4 was uh, L.A. Faces. Oh, and I was going to say Douchebag Stew. That's when a majority of the strippers moved out, and there were just a couple of the stragglers, but I think it was more of like the escorts that were there at that point, not so much the strippers. Um, no, I, let me just clarify <laughs> one thing, and Aaron Duran actually brought it up here in the chat. He said, I think Sarah and Greg have a very different view on hot stripper. It is true. I, I don't think you understand what necessarily... How can I explain this? You're, we have very differing opinions about what equates a hot stripper. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's like the strippers. I say I'm like I'm, ju- I'm envious of their bodies. That's why I would call them. Yeah, the even then, even then, I think we have differing opinions on <laughs> on what would be an attractive <laughs> stripper, and that's fine. That's fine. I just think I just want to make sure that's that's okay. That's All right. Well, then there were strippers. So then it was tropical summer stripper soup douchebags too. Uh, year four was L.A. Faces Oakland Booties, uh, which was just kind of a a name that like we were listening to a lot of Sir Mix a lot. One thing I just thought about here. Okay. You said attractive body. I just want to clarify this one more time. You said uh, attractive body, but if they look like they're riddled with track marks from doing too many drugs, that's not attractive to me. I don't. I, don't, I didn't I don't look find for that track marks. I didn't. I don't know if you they were riddled tell. with track marks. You can tell. Yeah, that, that's. That and then year five, which was last year, was tropical summer five, hanging tough, and that came from the fact that. Uh, so wait, what was four? Four was uh, tropical summer four, L.A. faces Oakland booties. Okay. We listened to a, like a lot of nineties hip hop that year. All right. Kind of, kind of got a little lazy with the name. A little of lazy with that. Yeah. A little lazy. Yeah. Gotta say. Okay. I think we were talking about it. The fact that it's like, well, we have nice faces, but we have huge asses. So that's what I think we were going with that. Okay. Uh, tropical summer five last year, hanging tough. Why? Why was it hanging tough? It was hanging tough because I found my childhood, my cassette player. Remember uh-huh. this, my bright pink cassette deck. Yes. Yes. Tape indeed. player, and brought that to the pool every time we go. And the only cassette tape I could find was my uh, New Kids on the Block hanging tough uh-huh. tape. And so we would sit there. We'd be at the pool hanging out listening to new kids on the block okay mm-hmm. all right so that was it so now it is tro- now tropical summer six is upon us it's, it's rolling around it's rolling around went yesterday the water already warm pleasantly warm not like, like urine soaked yeah i was gonna say like urine warm you no, know urine's warm. no it's refreshing but it's not cold it was very good like because yesterday was a balmy like 85 degrees perfect pool day Mm-hmm. Perfect pool day. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's going to, yeah, it's just going to keep getting hotter. So it's just going to keep getting better. So, that being said, I have not, because usually all these names come from like an experience that you have at Tropical Summer. And I am not sure if I have had the experience yet to name this Tropical Summer. Okay. Well, and that's what, uh, that's what kind of got started here in the live chat before the show even started. Now, we, we've had some suggestions. I had a couple myself. I suggested, um, First off, maybe a tropical summer six scabs and crabs. I don't like that one. You know, because because of the clientele, obviously by the naming, you could tell it's going downhill. Uh, some other suggestions. There were some. Gro- I have to say, they come. They, the grossies come later because there were a lot of normal people there earlier. But as uh, at about six fifteen or so, uh, the the sun goes behind the apartment building. It starts to like give a, a shadow on half the pool, mm-hmm. and for some reason, when that shadow falls. That's when, uh, like, the, the grossies come out. Okay. Like, all of a sudden, all these, like, I mean, they look like, yeah, just, like, mm-hmm. dirty, yeah, just dirty, mm-hmm. gross guys okay. and girls who just come in. That's when you kind of kind of like, like an I Am Legend when the sun goes down, then they all come out. That's, that's true. That's what happens at the pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we've got some people who are, who are here in the chat trying to come up with some other names, too. Uh, Jessman says Tropical Summer 6, warm and wet. <laughs> uh, tropical Summer 6, we don't call it water, it's fluid. Ew. Tropical uh, Summer 6. 
Sores and sunburns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tropical Summer 6, Mega Sluts versus Hornado. Oh, wow. That's kind of That's good. pretty good. That's pretty solid. Oh, no, this, so Shockwave, who's in the chat, who's uh, our pool buddy. Uh, Tropical Summer 6, boy shorts and water sports. Ew. <laughs> Ew. But it's true. We play Smash Ball, which Smash Ball is basically a water version of badminton. That's all it is. It's we just named it Smash Ball one year. And it's that's not what even. We call don't it. even equate it to badminton. It is badminton. There is it has no birdies and logic everything. to it at all. I mean, it's fine. It's fun, but let's not try to put it as low. It's like an organized game. You, you hit things with a paddle, which can be perfectly fine. You hit birdies with a paddle. It's water. It's basically it's water badminton. It is not water badminton. It is water badminton. Uh, Tropical Summer 6, Greg would date them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, Tropical minus Summer 6, marks. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Tropical Summer 6, uh, Juicy Waters. Oh. Tropical Summer 6, Boiled Brains and Clogged Drains. Ew. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I came up with one uh, earlier. Uh, Tropical Summer 6, because you like games, but it, the pool it probably is full of urine. Tropical Summer 6, Marco Pio. See, and then you're like, Marco Pio, and then you know who's peeing in the pool. Because it happens a lot in there. A lot of band-aids, a lot of scabs on the side. Tropical Summer 6, the communal bathtub. <laughs> Oh, that is it too. How many people that do you think? It is kind of like it because it was really, it was like un, unusually warm yesterday. I'm having me a bath. Oh, God. What if, some, what if people bathe in that? They're, they are bathing in that. They're marinating, they're not bathing. Oh, they're soaking it in and then just it's flying off their skin, all those oils and things going into. I worked for a pool company, not like. Oh, God. Don't a you company dare. That made, don't ruin Do you want to know for some me. really bad no. things? No, no, no. So I worked for a company that made uh, vinyl pool liners for years. It. I won't even go into Greg, the product, do you not but anyway. the word no? I, I knew, found out a lot of facts about pools and like some what? of the things. Like what? Fine. Like oh, what? Oh, they would send in samples. Like if somebody's pool liner went bad, they'd send in samples of it. Oils cake around the side of a pool and will bake into it. And that stuff will get released back into the water. So you're essentially swimming in, even with the chlorine, that's still not going to get rid of it all. It's still, you're going to be soaking in other people's body oils. That's what you're doing. I just, I'm totally to not listening to you at all. I just completely phased you out. So let me know when you're done talking. And uh, on top of that, you should. Um, I wonder if we can buy an online urine test to test for a pool. <gasps> I'm going to take a look here. <gasps> oh my God, we have to do that. And, and I'll still get in it. I mean, it's going to be gross because then all of a sudden I'll know how much urine is in there. Uh huh. <gasps> how about Tropical Summer 6? You're in trouble. No. I no. think that's it. No, it's I not. I think it. that's it. No, that's not it. I think that might be it. Okay, I'm going to see if there's something that we can pick up that would that would do this, and uh, and and see if we can find a, a some kind of a some kind of a urine test. If it can be like a you know like an acidity test, maybe there's something we can drop in there. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be because you can buy. I mean, Mr. Pool Liner. I thought that you knew everything. Pool. I don't know about the urine testing. I mean, I didn't. They have to should worry be about able to part. urine test. Is, done, is that? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Is it an urban legend? You know what I'm going to ask. Is it an urban oh, legend about well, the pool water that turns colors if someone pees in it? I thought that was an actual thing you could get. But is it? Is it? I, I would I've never, like, that's what, that was the horror story I remember, like, to, told when I was younger. Like, oh, they might have one of those things that turns like, the water, like, like, red if you're... Or purple or, or something. Or purple or yeah. whatever if you're peeing in there. Um, maybe. I mean, I, I, maybe there is something like that. That would be pretty, pretty... If there is, if there is something like that that is... Okay, I'm just saying this for speculation. If there's something like that and it's safe and you could like dump it into that pool, that would be hilarious to throw it in. Oh my god. And then all of a sudden you would see who's 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 peeing in there. Ooh, man. The, the thing is, it would probably be everybody. 
there's a lot of people. All right, it's pool. being said in the chat that uh, someone met someone the other day that said he used to swim in a pool that had that stuff. Okay, let's see if we can get a hold of some of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's like safe. Can, it's yeah. not. It's non-toxic, I would assume. I'm really afraid someday that like somebody who works at this particular place is going to figure out who I am. That's why I never talk. I whenever the um, whenever the people are around, uh-huh. like to check the pool passes, I never talk. Why, in case they recognize just your voice? in case they've heard the show and they could recognize my voice. Oh yeah, that's safe. Yeah, yeah. No, I never talk because I'm like, all right, because if they're hearing, because I mean, I'm an asshole. I am an asshole. Right. You're I'm coming, cheating. I am cheating. You're you know stealing, what? Other basically. people, like wonderful people like Shockwave are there. They're paying their good hard-earned money to live at a place that has a pool, and I'm taking it from them. Yeah. I'm taking it from yeah, them. Yeah, you are a freeloader. No, I am a freeloading asshole. Yeah, you're a squatter, basically. I am a pool squatter. Pool squatting. That's what I am. Maybe that should be the name of it. Tropical Summer 6 pool squatting. Pool squatting. Pool squatters. No, I don't like that. It sounds like we're like peeing Swimming and squatting. Swimming and... You just like squat because it sounds like squatch. <laughs> <laughs> Spraying and squatting. No. no, but I don't want like if I were them and I heard some like annoying chick on a podcast talking about uh, which you can hear all of our podcasts at funemploymentradio.com. Yes, indeed. Um, oh, I guess. God damn it. If I if they found the podcast and they'd know what I looked like, I need a disguise. You're going to give yourself a disguise I to go to, disguise. The, to the pool or you could just not go to the pool. And that's not, not an option. OK, no, that's not an option. Because I'm because if I like heard some smart mouth girl noted in the talking chat, uh, for historical purposes by uh, Keelan, I believe July tenth, two thousand fourteen. Sarah realizes she's an asshole. <laughs> it's true. I just I mean achieved self awareness. No, what I'm Pool saying is squatting. If, uh, no, that sounds like you're peeing in it. All right. Um, no, but if I was one of the people that worked at the front office and heard some you know girl jibber jabbering about how I've been doing this for six years, like and you know being the I asshole, get away with it. it. Yeah. Then I would, I would sure as shit want to catch me. Mm-hmm. I would want to. Yeah. But then it would be taking away because I also I don't keep the pool pass to myself. I share it with many of my close friends and loved ones. You'd ruin it for everyone. No, I wouldn't. Ru- I'm not ruining. What I'm saying is that I share my gift with a lot of people. Well, I guess that means that a lot of us are taking away their fun pool time. So what if somebody just walked up and they'd have like a pair of scissors and like shoo, snipped your pass? <gasps> then I'd make another one. How would you make another one? Because I've already I've taken I photographed this one. So I know exactly how to make one. And then what are plus, you going to do the plus, year they change say, those? I'm gonna, I, I will tell you what I'm going to do. I will pay somebody to lose their pool pass and get another one. It's 25 American dollars. I will pay 25 American dollars for a not, tropical summer. I mean, they have to have seen you over these years. How do they know? They think I live there. How? Because they see me all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know me. Never moving. Oh, Rick's is good. Rick, Tropical Summer Six. Squat Summer Nights. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Mr. Dingy said, Sarah is Moby Dick to the pool securities they have. <laughs> yeah, I know Vicky's saying, like, Greg's never been there. It's true. I have been there, but not to the degree that Sarah goes there. I have been there before. Well, you have to having a pool in the city is a rarity, particularly one that, you know, you can hang out with and gets good sun. That isn't completely packed. I mean, it gets really packed toward the you know end of the summer. But at the beginning, like right now, it's not too crowded at all. So many gross people, though. There aren't that There are very nice people there, too. I will say that. There, are, In all honesty, there are some nice people there, like Shockwave. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. but there are uh, – you can't deny. There are some gross people there. There are gross people everywhere, There are people everywhere, that you are Greg. sharing – basically, you're sharing a bath with them. Maybe I'm this the gross one because I had the cut on my leg. Maybe they're like, that girl's gross, and she has a skin knee, and she's in the pool. 
Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> gross. Yeah, that I'm is. I'm not going to not swim because I accidentally least, tripped over a rock. Did you at least try to pretend and like put a Band-Aid on it or something? No, or? because then it would probably just fall off and there'd be a Band-Aid in the pool. Oh, there's Nobody wants lot, that. There's already lots of Band-Aids in that pool. Um, yeah, 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 you, you are kind of. That is kind of gross. If I was living there and paying there and I didn't know you and I just saw some girl show up who obviously did not live there and she had scabbed knees and like jumped in my pool that I'm paying for, I would probably be kind of pissed. I don't have scabbed knees. I have scabbed knee. One. Two. It's still there. It didn't go anywhere yesterday, which is what you were saying, that something awful would happen. It didn't. (laughs) All right. Well, there's some there's some different ideas. You're gonna have to come up with a name, though. I'm going it. to. I will. I will by this well, by pe- this weekend. Penicillin pool. What? No. 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 I think Marco Pio is still a pretty good one. Oh, great. Marco. Edward's calling me a white whale in the chat. I've been trying to do Operation Hot Summer. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, going to the pool yesterday made me realize though, like I am, I'm still in, I'm still in the midst of Operation Hot Summer. I have not achieved. Not achieved it yet. All right. Well, there's nothing that will motivate you faster to try and get in better shape than being around a bunch of people who are fit and showing like showing off like they're but like I worked really hard at this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've worked very hard. We're 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 it's a work in progress. Hot summer is a <laughs> summer long endeavor. Maybe less Operation Hot Dog Summer and more Operation Hot Summer for Perhaps, me. Perhaps uh, <laughs> maybe your all hot dog diet is not necessarily the best. I way haven't to do had that. a hot dog in like a week. Hot dog and beer. It's my diet. (laughs) I have not had a hot dog in a very long time. In a week? That is a lie. All right. You had hot dogs earlier this week. I did not. Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. You ate like five of them on Monday. No. I never ate an odd odd number. Okay, six. So I ate six. (laughs) You ate six hot dogs. You know what's becoming one of my weird OCD things? It's so wasteful. I buy packages of Hebrew Nationals, and they come in a package of seven. And I don't like eating one hot dog, so you, I'll just oh throw it God, away. Are you kidding me? You're that OCD about it? You throw away a hot dog because it's because it's number seven. I just don't. I don't like it by itself. It's all solitary. You know, hot dogs are supposed to be eaten in single amounts. No, that's not just double. A rumor. Generally, yeah, they're supposed. To, you're supposed to eat one hot dog. No, you at eat a two time. hot dogs at a time. <laughs> I, I never. Unless I'm, like, buying it out somewhere, if I'm, like, at a fair or something, if there's a hot dog, like, I'll eat one hot dog. But whenever I eat them by myself, I always have to have two hot dogs at least. Why don't you cut the one in two, and then you can eat one and a half that hot dogs make sense. on each side? That doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. You just throw this away. Just I never just, I never get around to it. You know what I could do is I could buy two packs of them, and then that would be 14 and then I could pair them up. I could I could marry a couple of the packages of hot dogs together. I don't even know how to get Aaron says, wait, so you're throwing away number seven. That's the holy hot dog, Sarah. Stop throwing away Jesus's hot dog. <laughs> oh, I wonder if a frozen hot dog would be good. Oh, my God. What, do you want a frozen hot dog on a stick? Would you eat no. a frozen hot dog on a stick? I'll bring you in some frozen hot dogs on sticks if you really want them. If you'll eat, I them. don't want your frozen hot dog on a stick. Oh yeah, no, I'll bring some down. Oh, that's so that's so gross. I I don't even know where to go with that. That's just oh the idea of frozen hot. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I don't know where to go there. I mean, I was talking about this at the beginning of the show. The 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 thing I was going to reference was just my my new discovery of the lamest superpower ever. It did freak me out though. Mm. It was unnerving. But what, what happened today? Because 
<laughs> this sounds so lame. This is why I, I, I want to know how to harness this ability. Okay. If I have, if I have like newly developed abilities now, maybe with, since it was my birthday, my, sure. with age, I've developed some sort of a keen superpower sense. Because uh, we do we do a separate show. Besides, we do Fun Employment Radio five days a week. We also do a show on a station called X-Ray here in Portland once a week on Thursdays at 10 a.m. And uh, we were going through stuff. Like before the before we did that show, you know, Sarah and I each kind of go through our our topics or whatever mm-hmm. we want to talk about. And I had thought about presenting a topic, but then I was like, yeah, I don't even know what to do with this thing. Because it was this all-night dream that I had the other night. Mm. I thought it was just, eh, it'll be boring. In the middle of our show... We had an EAS test go off, which is the emergency alert system. So, like, like when you hear that, <laughs> this is a test of the emergency bracket. It's always the worst recording ever. For some reason, they can never find. I know it. technology has not caught up with the EAS. Even test. though it's broadcast on radio stations, they could pop into any radio station anywhere and probably record their five seconds of this is an emergency test. It's always this is an emergency test. This is an actual emergency. Instructions should be. And same thing with the Amber Alerts are always, like, terrible. But anyway, this, this e- an EAS system test came over on the radio, which that's – if you've if you've been in radio, commercial radio, that happens, and you have to know how to, like, run the test right, and it, you have to time it, and you have to, like, do it within a certain amount of time, and then there's all this paperwork. And that's, this happened during our show today, and when it happened, I just – I. It's exactly what I was going to talk about on the show before it happened. I'm trying to explain this. Like, I'm not making this up. The, this, the dream that I had was an all-night dream. I was back working at a commercial radio station, and there were, like, three different uh, studios in the station. I was running one of them, like some music show. Yeah. Uh, you were there running one of them. Mm-hmm. Our friend Dan Bozick was there running one dream. of them. In your dream. In the dream. We were weird. all at this radio station, all back working at this thing together. And the problem was the EA. This is in my dream. The EAS system. Was uh, was nobody knew how to run it, and they kept getting emergency alert system tests that would come through, uh-huh. and we didn't know how to run them, and we were trying to Except figure out how to, to solve send the paperwork, it back. yeah, and all this stuff, and that was my dream, and then this happens like the next day. It's weird. That is weird. It's weird that it that 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 happened like that because we've never had one of those tests go off on x-ray no i mean the chances are so slim and it's been like five years since i ran an eas test (laughs) i haven't even thought about them right it's one thing if you're at at like a commercial radio station eight hours a day five days a week or more whatever you are there you know then it's likely you're going to have one like Mm -hmm. once a month yep so you'll you'll be there when it happens we happen to be there right after i have the dream of the eas test I'm wow. telling you, it's weird. I remember it kind of weird me out. I used to have nightmares about the EAS test when I first got into radio because I was always afraid I was going to run it wrong because my program director like instilled in my head. He's like, this is you know federally mandated. You have to do this. You have to do it correctly. Oh, yeah. You get they, fined big time. Yeah, you get like thousands of dollars of fines. And I remember mm-hmm. they'd send it to you and then you there's like this – at least the first one I worked on it, there were all these like different buttons that you had to hit and like send it back to some place. And it was very complicated. Yeah, I mean – you have to play it, and then you don't want it to interrupt a song, so you time it out. This is, I mean, this is boring shop talk stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, but there's all this paperwork yeah, that you have to fill out, and if you don't sign it, then that's a big yeah, and big, staple bad it thing. like to show that you did it because right. the FCC will be on your ass. Yep. You, you're legally required to do that. Yep, and turn it in and all that stuff. So I mean, it is, it's a big deal if you work in radio. So mm-hmm. it's like I I don't know how to compare it to like some other job. Imagine like something that's really stressful that some paperwork you have to fill out or you're fucked. Yeah. And whatever your job is, that's what like this you could is lose like your for, job if you yeah you could lose your job if you yeah. do it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was having this nightmare about the EAS thing, and then lo and behold, it goes off during this show. But if this is my new superpower of being able to have like premonitions, that kind of sucks. That's not the premonitions I want. Yeah. No, I want I want to hone my abilities. That's a pretty boring. It's boring. Boring superpower. It's so boring. 
That is a boring superpower. Mm-hmm. So I need. Well, at least you have a superpower. I haven't figured out my superpower. Well, I don't know if this is it. I need to. I need to like up the ante here. Something's got to. Yeah, I mean, change. well, if that's it. That's super lame. It's super. I mean, lame. that's. I'm. I'm there with you on that. Right. That's totally lame. It is. It is. So I need to figure out how I can hone these abilities. So has this ever happened before where you've had another boring dream and then you've uh, come to find out that the boring thing in your boring dream happened? Um, I have to think about it because I usually just ignore them. I do feel like it's happened before, but I'll pay more attention right now. You should. I'll start to pay more attention. Um, <laughs> Edward in the chat is being bluntly honest today. He said, I don't think that's a premonition. That's just stupid. So that's that's all right. Edward Woodland also called me the white whale. I don't yeah. think he's having a good day. <laughs> we love you, Edward, even though you're being a jerk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so I... Uh, we love you. I don't know. I, I have to figure out... <laughs> you're being called Greg Nibbler, trivial psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Edward does remind me of that old uh, Saturday Night Live skit where they had... Um, Christopher Walken making fun of his Dead Zone character. You know what Dead Zone is? Stephen King book. Yeah. When he touches yeah, yeah. people, he can see the future. Their future, yes, yeah, like premonitions of the airplane crash. But they did this one. It was like the lame version where he shook hands. He's like, you're going to cook rice tonight. It's going to be sticky. You cooked it too long. <laughs> it's so bad. But, uh, it, I mean, that was hilarious. That's kind of like my That's kind of like my. Uh, my premonition. That's your thing. That's my thing. All right. It sucks. It sucks to find out you have a superpower and it's that lame. I'm sorry, Greg. I know. This is I don't just gonna like have this. to. This is what you're gonna have to live with. And I don't want to live with this. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see if I can. I can like hone these abilities. I'll let you know if I have. Okay, please let me know if. There's now I'm any... gonna have to start writing them down. To let prove me know if it. the garbage man's gonna be late this week a little bit. Or... <laughs> yeah, garbage. <laughs> you're putting it out too late. <laughs> He's gonna be there at seven thirty, but you're putting it out at eight. You'll have to wait another week. You're an idiot. I li- you don't do a, a bad Christopher Walken. Yeah. Do it again. Well, now now that's too much pressure. That's now true. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> that's true. You buckle whenever someone's like, you're really good at that, Greg. Mm-hmm. That's that's Greg's kryptonite, by the way. Oh, no. It sucks. Tell Greg that he's like, good at something and he'll compl- he'll start immediately being bad at no, it. No. Uh, this happens at Digital Trends all the time because <laughs> I go down there and I film those the DT Daily stuff. And I'll do it. I'm, I'm generally, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing it. I know what I'm doing. And I'll go through it and... And Bill's down there. He's he's does a lot of the video stuff. He'll be like, "Man, you're like a one take, uh, one take wonder," because I can do it in one take all the time. Mm-hmm. Immediately, every time he says that, next take, bleh, it's like verbal. You throw like up? my mouth stops. Oh. My, no, my mouth stops working. I completely <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> every time he compliments me on doing a good job, I instantly. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, just want to let you know, uh, just a quick update on the potato, potato salad guy. He's uh, past $50,000. Next up. I thought that would make you more unhappy than it did. The potato salad guy. $50,000. I, I don't even want to talk about the potato salad okay. guy because he angers me so much. Okay. Next up, of course, marijuana is legal now in Washington State. It is. And now, you know, so then, of course, people could go and buy it yesterday. Yes. For the first time. Now, Which is weird to think that it you can drive to Vancouver and go to a marijuana store. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense in my mm. mind. I haven't really figured it out yet. I guess I've, I just, I have to equate it to Amsterdam because that's how it makes sense in my mind. Is weed still legal in Amsterdam? I'm oh, yeah. I think it it's all legal there. Yeah. 
All right, well, Seattle-based company that makes marijuana-infused drinks and candy has become the first business in Washington approved to make edible pot products for the state's newly opened stores. So, like what? So, it's called a DB3, uh, which will trade under the brand name Zoots. Uh, received its license on Tuesday and opened yesterday, so it's growing marijuana and using it to make recreational edibles in an approved commercial kitchen. So they're going to be able to make, edibles. yeah, they're going to be able to make like brownies. Like you can go and to a milkshakes. restaurant and buy it. No, this is a, this is a specific place. So Zoots, okay. this is the store, and you can go there and gotcha. buy marijuana infused drinks and candies and and okay. all kinds of treats, but they all have weed in them. Okay, that is so weird. That is bizarre. I mean, I would. I mean, I'm all for legalizing marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana. It, does, it doesn't work for me, but mm-hmm. um, or it did. It's it does, not fun. I don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I'm not that I haven't. I don't, no. I, will, I will say this: I have tried it. it I did not inhale. It no. does not no, work with did, my body chemistry. It yeah. makes me a paranoid freak. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a good experience for me. But um, it is bizarre, though, just the fact that you can go in and, and just pick it up anywhere. Yeah. I mean, more power to them. The state's going to make a ton of money, so yeah. I'm all for it. Just yeah, whatever. I don't know if I don't know if I'd want though, like milkshakes, marijuana milkshakes. I don't know. Yeah, it could be delicious, you know, because like like people put like kale in their milkshakes and stuff. But I guess marijuana. Why are we calling? Why are we saying marijuana like we're old people? Well, what because do you want to call it? Weed, reefer, reefer, grass. Apples. All these kids eating grass. <laughs> eating grass. I don't know grass. That's another term okay. for marijuana. All right. Well, speaking of cooking, this is a really stupid story, but I wanted to do it because I wanted to make fun of this guy. A chef has been forced to quit his job because of his uncontrollable fear of baked beans. What? Yes. This guy's name is Rob Griffiths. Griffiths. That's a hard I'm just going to call him Griffith because the, the, Griffiths. F is, the S is too hard to say. That is a difficult word. Say Griffiths. it again. Griffiths. Griffiths. His name is Rob Griffith. So he's 31 years young, uh, left his job as a pub chef. So, of course, this is in England because he felt faint every time because they eat the, you know, they eat beans for breakfast. Oh, okay. In merry old England, baked beans for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, you should be doing this in an English accent. I am so afraid of baked beans. Rob Griffith, 31, left his job at a pub chef, as a pub chef because he felt faint every time he saw baked beans. Why? The ex-chef believes that his... Re- I sound Australian How do you now. become a chef if you're afraid of baked beans? The ex-chef believes his rare fear, technically known as leguminophobia. Leguminophobia. That sounds fake. That sounds like he just didn't like this his This sounds like somebody is wanting attention. Yeah. And I'm giving it to him, apparently, because I'm reading about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says that this is a result of his, brother's, uh, his brother throwing beans at him as a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's his childhood trauma. His yes. brother threw beans at him. He's- you know what? My mom's what a- afraid of cockroaches, and you know why that is? Because she had three older brothers, and when they went to a hotel when they were traveling, all of her brothers got into the pool. There were all these dead cockroaches floating on top of the pool. They pushed them all into one section of the pool, came up to her, and they're like, hey, why don't we go for a swim? Picked her up by her arms and legs and threw her into the section with all the cockroaches. <laughs> that's a legitimate fucking fear. That's something older brothers do. Yeah, that's a fear. Your brother threw baked beans at you? Grow a pair. What, what's yeah. wrong with you? Uh, yes, he goes on to say, I get shaky and just have to run anytime they're near me. I was a pub chef and bre- breakfast was hard. Staff had to prepare the beans while I hid in the back. Mr. Griffith now works as a window cleaner and says he can't ever go near beans, which he calls orange devils. Oh my God. He says, it's very distressing. Um, Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Eat your beans. I mean, I don't like, I don't, I'm not a big baked beans guy. 
as far as eating them. I'm not terrified of them. I'm making a stand right now. I'm saying this. I am not terrified of baked beans. I'm you a stand man. tall, Greg. Standing up. Well, I know I told you this earlier, but I do want to. I just want to bring this up really quick in case uh, you guys haven't heard this. That the Emmys, of course, the Emmy nominations uh, have oh, come God out. And yes, the 2014 Emmy Awards are coming out, and nominations will include this year reality television. There's the reality television. <sighs> There are two categories dedicated to honoring reality TV. So there, there's two. There's the structured and the unstructured. So the structured reality shows that can be eligible for Emmys, that one of them will win an Emmy, uh, are basically series with something of a routine, you know, ones that follow a routine, such as uh, Catfish on MTV, uh, Pawn Stars, anything along those lines. Like They also put in this Discovery's Mythbusters. Yeah, see, Mythbusters, I can understand, but Mythbusters is not a reality television show, really. I mean, it's... It's an educational program. I mean, I, I would not put that as... No, I wouldn't do I mean, to put that in the same category as something like, uh, like Survivor Cat- or... Pawn Stars? Pawn Stars God, or something hate, like that, you know? I hate well, everybody on Pawn Stars. They all... I don't all mind. Their faces. I don't mind Pawn Stars every now and then, but I don't think it's... Old Man Egg Eater. Like an Emmy... Yes, the old man does look like he eats eggs a lot with his mouth open. Yeah, and they're like falling little crumbles. Like for some reason, the eggs don't stay together and they all just fall in like teeny little chunks out all over his moist lips. Damn it, Corey. <laughs> Um, but I mean, MythBusters. That's fine. But I don't. I, I would not put that under a reality television show. Something educational programming. I don't know if that's a if that's a uh, something that you can put in there. I don't know. I mean, MythBusters is not reality television. Well, apparently the Emmys disagree with you. Also, so there's the structured reality shows. The second category is for unstructured reality shows, and this is what I wanted to bring up to anyone who wasn't aware. Yes. Kim Kardashian might win a fucking Emmy. Okay, and again, uns- unstructured, unstructured as though that's unstructured. Show, as though that's real. As though that's not scripted out. As though out. that's real. Henceforth, taking the quality of an Emmy to fucking zero. Yeah, Emmys now become worthless. It's a moot point. We should ask like, Bill Oakley how he feels about that. <gasps> that is a great idea. Our uh, Emmy Award winning friend, Bill Oakley. Yes. yes. Legitimate Emmy Award winning friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how he feels about the possibility of sharing that honor with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, so uh, unstructured reality shows can and will be nominated for Emmys, including but not limited to Duck Dynasty. Ugh. Keeping up with the Kardashians and the Real Housewives of New York City. Oh my god. That's. Why are they tanking themselves? Are like ratings that bad? They need to like bring this in. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know because they're. It's I just, guess they're saying this reality TV is so prevalent. Why don't they like? Oh, no, I don't why know. do they have to it's have an award? Why do they have to have? Shouldn't yeah. celebrity be the award enough? Like, you know, who should be getting it? Like people who are like writing the shit for those. Sure. For those because Take if they're saying the, it's the, right. unstructured, but then the writing people don't even get any credit. Take away the facade that yeah, it's not all written. Talk about that on the show, or is that after the show? I don't know if we were supposed to say that. Well, we didn't say which one, so it's fine. We'll bleep out. We'll bleep out his name. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you're right. He said, told us that. I after. think that's an off-air thing. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Whoopsie Daisy. Yeah, it's being noted. Uh, never mind. You guys didn't hear anything. <laughs> okay. Next up. Okay, this guy looks pretty fucking cool. So this is a guy from New Jersey. Oh, excuse me, from Long Island. Uh, Anthony Sforza. Why are people have such difficult names today? What is, what is wrong with you people? Attention, Aaron Duran. Anthony Sforza 
uh, from Long Island in New York. This uh, I thought this was an older story, but I double-checked, and it, it just came out today. Has spent the past four years and more than 1,500 hours recreating the interior of the USS Enterprise. Oh, wow. A Star Trek obsess- obsessive has boldly gone where no fan has gone before and built a replica Starship Enterprise in his basement. Exactly, exact replica. And he spent almost a million dollars making this thing. See, that's where it gets a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's his money. I mean, I, I think that's awesome, but a million dollars? Yeah. He spent four years and more than 1,500 hours recreating the interior of the iconic ship at his home in Long Island, New York. Uh, the 48-year-old 48, uh, has loved the show for as long as he can remember and started collecting action figures in the 80s, amassing a collection of costumes, figures, and props, totaling more than 300 items. But in 2010, he started on his most ambitious project to date, the married father of two. Right. Said, <laughs> no, they, you know what? The article was really funny because like, they bring up the fact that he's married like five times. <laughs> and then they also show a picture of him with his wife. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 look, he's married. Stock photo. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, was, uh, he said it was very difficult at first to find the materials they used on the show. He tried calling the people who were the creators of the show to get answers, but it was impossible. Uh, he was able to purchase a piece of the original set, which he pulled apart to find the exact paint and materials that were used. And that's how he created the basement. So he painstakingly found every piece of material. And paint and such. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want to go hang out in that thing and play Star Trek. I would I would totally do that. Well, he has two sons. But uh, it seems like a million dollars is a lot to recreate. Well, it's like almost a million dollars. He spent like $700,000. Oh, well, then that's fine. <laughs> well, then that's just a, just a <laughs> drop in the bucket. Uh, so he has two sons, Michael and Daniel, who are delighted with the basement and love, to show, uh, and love the show almost as much as he does. Seven-year-old Daniel says, I think it's cool because he has all the belts and badges and everything here to show how much he loves Star Trek. This is so adorable. His little his kids love it. Well, yeah, I mean that would be that's it would awesome. be awesome. No, my only point about it is that's a lot of money to spend on that. Yeah. And also I'm poor, so I'm jealous of somebody having that much extra <laughs> income to spend on that. Uh, his eleven year old son, Michael adds, I would love to do something like this when I'm older, it'd be pretty cool, and I think it would be a good addition to any home. But not everyone is as enthusiastic about Anthony's obsession. His sister thinks his behavior's weird. She said Anthony's been obsessed with Star Trek for as long as I think I've been alive. I don't remember him ever not being obsessed with it, even as a little boy. Uh, I think he's a freak, but he loves it, so he could be into worse things. So that's what ma- if that's what makes him happy, that's great. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I'm uh, Gavin used to have. Uh... <laughs> I'll tell this. So Gavin, uh, who I've known since I was five years old, Gavin from Courage, Gavin in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, he, when we when he was a kid, he turned his uh, room into an Enterprise deck. Oh, awesome! So he had this big desk that he drew like all the like buttons and everything on it, and drew the console onto it. And then he had different things around his room to, so that when he was in his room, he could turn it into the Enterprise. That's it was pretty awesome. badass. And he had like replicas that he models that he made of uh, of the Enterprise and like all kinds of different Star Trek stuff. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. I mean, this guy, he gets out of his dream and he has a supportive family. And his sister's like, that's weird. But I mean, he could be obsessed with wor- worse things. Yeah. So uh, Anthony is also lovingly supported by his wife, Annette. Uh, she said, when Anthony first told me about his vision for the basement, I couldn't see it uh, the way he did until he started building it. Once that started happening, we all started getting very excited because we were seeing his vision come to fruition. I think it's wonderful. I admire him so much for being able to put vision into something like this and for it to look so incredible. It's wonderful, and I'm so proud of him. Yeah, if I had three that quarters of That is the sweetest thing. It is sweet, but if I had three quarters of a million dollars, then, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You never. It's see, a lot you, of money. You've never been in that position. You don't know what ridiculous thing because everyone has, every rich person has some kind of eccentricity. 
Oh sure. So there's you don't know. You do don't know what your eccentricity would be. Maybe yours would be putting seven hundred thousand dollars into a full fledged enterprise in your basement. I don't know. Why don't you give me that money and then I'll see what I do with it? <laughs> Let's start a Kickstarter for that. What would Greg do with three quarters of a million dollars? Donate fifty dollars to the cause today. I don't know what it'll be, but we'll find out. And finally, oh wait, no, I skipped a story. Crap. And I was going to end with my two. Let's see, which one should I end with? Ooh, I have two. Where did it go? Where did it go? There it is. I will do this one first. All right. Robin Thicke, of course, the singer of Blurred Lines, who we know was this. It was this. It was a smash hit of the summer. Yeah. In 2013, I mean, you you could not get away from that song. I remember like changing the radio stations and it was all playing like simultaneously at, like four stations at a time mm-hmm. at one point last summer. Right. Well, Robin Thicke, that his fame was quite fleeting because uh, Robin Thicke has just put out a new album for the summer. This one entitled Paula, a desperate attempt trying to get back his wife, who is estranged now because he was dilly dallying with a lot of other ladies. Oh yeah, didn't he sleep with the uh, model chick from the video or something? Yeah, he did something. He stuck his dong somewhere it didn't belong. Yeah. Well, his new album is not selling so well. So after selling only 530 copies in the UK, 530 copies in all of the United Kingdom. For for Robin Thicke, for like... For Robin Thicke's brand new album. How did... 530 copies, that's all he sold? 530 copies have only been sold in the UK. And in Australia, only 54 copies have been sold. How is that possible? I, that's what it says. Fifty-four I mean, copies. I know his fame has gone down, but I find it highly unlikely that you could have the number one hit in one summer, and you don't have more than fifty-four fans in Australia. Let me tell you, he sold twenty-five thousand copies of this new album in the U.S. But last year, of course, he sold two hundred thousand copies of Blurred Lines. That's it. Yeah, I know. I thought it would be more. Look, you could. He was hear a multi-platinum. It. I thought he was multi-platinum. But you could hear it anywhere. So huh. I mean, I don't see why people, I guess, would buy it. I don't know. Fifty-four copies in the entire it says country. Fifty-four of copies in Australia and five hundred and thirty in the UK. <sighs> All right. All right. Is, is this from the Onion? No. No, because he's like legitimately sad. <laughs> you can see her. <laughs> Why did you look at it? Is it, from, it isn't from the Onion. No, no. I, I think it is real. I'm just trying to. Yeah. That's just insane. All right. And finally. From douchebag to douchebag, I end with this. Kanye West. Oh, God. Now, Kanye West, I didn't know if you knew this about him, Greg. Did you know that Kanye West is a self-professed non-reader? What do you mean? He, one of his claims that he boasts about is the fact that he brags about not reading books. Of course he does. That sounds... He is a non... He he is a proud non-reader. However, Kanye West non-reader... Of course, doesn't read books or respects them, but uh, nevertheless, he has written a book now that he would like you to buy and read. So, uh, Kanye West... so... Self-professed, proud non-reader, which he seems like that, and now he's written a book. Now he has written a book that he wants you to read. Um, His book is called Thank You and You're Welcome. Now, Kanye West book Fuck is... Fuck you. Fu- I, I hate that guy so there much. There are very few people... That you'd want to punch in the face? Right, that I, I legitimately would want to punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is one of those people. <laughs> I legitimately just want to punch him. I think America as a whole wants to punch him. Except for all the people that keep buying his shit. Yeah. 
So, uh, so self-proclaimed non-reader wants you to buy and read his book called Thank You and You're Welcome. God. Now, Greg, let me tell you a little bit about it. His book is 52 pages long, some blank, others with what? just a few words on them. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder why he's a and, non-reader. And that fucking hassle is probably going to sell a million of those. Oh, yeah. He's, it's going to be on, like, a bestseller. He's going to be on Oprah, and Oprah's going to be, like... Like praising him for like like taking like stripping out all you know stripping it down to its essentials. I bet you. I bet you. Um, who made him do it was uh, the Kardashian mom. It's like you're you're not making enough money. You can do this right here. So his book is fifty two pages, some blank, others with just a few words, and in those others words, just, what are the words? What is it about, Greg? In those words, he offers some of of his own optimistic philosophy on life. For example. One two-page section reads, Life is 5% what happens and 95% how you react. Another page reads, I hate the word hate. (laughs) Kanye West, when talking about his book, says, uh, This is my collection of thoughts and theories. Uh, He says uh, he wanted to put his thoughts into a book because he gets paraphrased and and misquoted all the time. Of course, his uh, little bursts of golden thought in his book he uh, dubs Kanye-isms. Jasmine in the chat just said, Kim will get an Emmy and Kanye's going to have a bestseller. We are doomed. This is the start that of mediocrity. Is, I didn't even this think about that. This is where it starts. Ow, my balls. We start rewarding. We're rewarding stupidity. I like money. I like money. <laughs> I like money. Do you like money? I, I like money. It's got electrolytes. I still think that's one of Dax Shepard's <gasps> best roles ever. He is amazing in that movie. One time I was trying to be funny at the bar that I worked at and someone asked for water and they were like younger and I'm like, what, like from the toilet? And then they didn't laugh. They look like- <laughs> yeah, that may not be the best thing to do because if they don't get that reference. Idiocracy, watch that movie. If Idiocracy you is amazing. I-, I like money. It's also scary and spot on. All right, uh, so let's see, he's... He also talks about his favorite quote. His favorite quote. Oh, please tell me what is his favorite is quote. And his book is called, it, it is, Get Used to Being Used. And then he goes on to say, If you feel, I feel like to misuse, overuse, or abuse someone is negative. To use is necessarily, and if you can't be used, then you are useless. Fuck off. Fuck you. I got a bunch of money, too. Oh, I, I like money. Yeah. I like money, though. I like money. I like money. I like money. Can't believe you like money, too. So when asked if Kanye fancies himself a modern-day Confucius, he has this to say. He said, <laughs> he was laughing when he said, he's like, oh, I'm trying to end the confusion. I'm going to put that on the next album. Ugh. He also goes on to say, some people write novels, and they'd just be so wordy and so self-absorbed. Oh, my God. Oh my, uh, the anger I have right now is just, I can't explain Hang on, it. let me finish this. I cannot this explain my rage. He goes on to say, I am not a fan of books. I would never want a book's autograph. I am a proud non-reader of books. I would never want a book's autograph. That's what he said. That's I would never want that. a book's autograph. <laughs> Again, the full quote is, sometimes people write novels and they just be so wordy and so self-absorbed. I am not a fan of books. I would never want a book's autograph. I am a proud non-reader of books. I like to get information from doing stuff like actually talking to people and living real life. I got a bunch of money, too. Oh, I I like money. Kanye West, who I'm shocked is a college dropout, uh, says that his lifestyle of being a non-reader was helpful when he wrote his book because it gave him a childlike purity. 
Yeah. I like money, though. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Oh, if we could also be as deep to have Kanye's childlike purity. Oh, so I'm... You look livid. I'm just between the potato salad thing <laughs> and this Kanye shit. <laughs> I work so fucking hard, and then this... Ugh! It's it's driving me insane. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to dumb everything down more. And people are asking, why was I still talking about Kanye? Because I had to get all of those nuggets of wisdom out. You have I to like know. Money. I like money. I like money. Can't believe you like money, too. I feel broken. Yeah. All right. We need to we need to get to a couple more things here really quick. Okay. Are we going to talk some balls? Yes. Yes, yes. Kanye West broke your spirit, didn't he? He, he kind of. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. A uh, couple of things in ball talk today. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get to this before we get to LeBron watch. We have to talk about this. Oh, God. Somebody else is back in the news. Another douchebag. This is Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, of course, the owner, kind of current owner, I guess, of the Los Angeles Clippers. We all know what he did. If you haven't heard that story, you can look that up. Uh, but he is, of course, being forced to sell the team. But he is now engaged in a lawsuit with his estranged wife, Shelly Sterling. Over the sale. And I was trying to ascertain what they're suing each other for or what he's suing her for. It's it's really confusing because they're very their entire careers they've been sue happy. He's claiming that he she has fifty percent of the team, but if uh but he would allow this team to be sold as long as she retained twenty percent of the ownership. Okay. So I guess to keep it in the family. Now she said that she wants to sell hundred percent of the team to Steve Ballmer for the two billion dollars. Then he gets his cut. For some reason, this pisses him off, and he's suing her. He's suing her over selling the entire team and not keeping the 20% that she said she was going to. Weird. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, it's really That bizarre. whole, like, everything's just mucked up around that guy. It is. But uh, I guess he's giving quite the performance in court for testimony. Now, it's the, obviously, you can't have recording things in there, but reporters are there watching it. And they gave kind of a little running, <laughs> running catalog of his uh, mannerisms in court and perhaps his pleasant. I figure I'm, like, scoffing a lot. Uh, even like, more than that. Even more than that. He is quite vocal about what he's saying. Um, I guess he, uh, he's he been yelling at the judge and, and yelling out um, when report said, uh, Sterling just took the stand again. Judge says he doesn't need to restate his name. And he immediately barks, Donald Sterling. So I guess he keeps on yelling his name. Um, the judge the <laughs> judge actually said that's not too bad. It's better than yesterday. The When he's being questioned, I guess he's real uh, cantankerous. Yelling okay. at the opposing attorney. Is that it? Are you finished? He yelled at, uh, yelled at the opposing attorney again. Be a man. Stand up. Say it. You want to object. Object. So he's just being a crazy old bastard. Wow. He sounds like a coot. Uh, he's more than that. Yeah. Mm. He, on top of that, I guess when, <laughs> when uh, he got done with his testimony, his wife walked over to talk to him and he yelled at her in church or in church, in court. Get away from me, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Donald Sterling yelled at his uh, estranged wife in court. So it keeps on going. He's uh, making all kinds of claims that he's... He said, until I die, I will, be, I will be suing the NBA and trying to make them pay. I own the moon! Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, so this is what he's saying. Uh, it sounds like 
shockingly, this Donald Stern thing is not going away anytime soon. All right, moving on to ball talk. We'll go straight to this. We've had a lot today. Let's just go straight to it. Yes, LeBron watch is still on, ladies and gentlemen. As far as LeBron James being an unrestricted free agent, he can choose whatever team he wants to go to. However, it's being speculated in the media that he's narrowed it down to either Miami or a return to Cleveland. Now... (laughs) Oops, sorry. I've got the... Oh, I thought that was somebody outside talking. I, I was like, they're really No, loud. I think it's something playing... Oh, it was an automatic ad. Okay. Uh, so LeBron James, whether or not he's going to return back to Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, of course, is in order to clear up cap space for him, even though it's not promised that he's going there yet, at least publicly, they've already been trading away players to clear room to give him a maximum deal. They traded away players, pieces of their team. And, of course... Cleveland is going crazy over this idea that LeBron might love them once again. Oh, boy. This time it's for real. He made a mistake. He cheated on us for a little while, but he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. He still loves us. They've. This is what... Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to play the audio for this. Okay. It's like 45 seconds. It's worth listening, even if you can't see it, because the guy describes it. It's. This is something that happened on a Cleveland news station. They went to the zoo where they have an owl that was going to predict where LeBron was going to go. And uh, here, I'll play. I'll just play part of this already. There, we have Cleveland on your right. So they've got a banner Miami of Cleveland and a banner of Miami, right. and I guess there's owl pellets or something for them to eat on there. Wise Not a pellet, owl. whatever they. Eat. Let her pick. So if That's we are right. ready, I'm gonna say, Tawny, pick your city, please. Ooh. Sorry, Cleveland. It looks like the wise old owl is closer to Miami at this moment. <laughs> it's like the saddest newscast ever. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah, people are asking, uh, does Greg the human know where LeBron's going to go? Um, I don't want to sully the name of Greg the human, but sure, I'll make a prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict this. And I don't know. This is just a straight up. I have no idea. Uh, We'll test out my clairvoyancy here. I'm saying LeBron James is going to return to Cleveland. That's my prediction. Oh, you just screwed Cleveland. That's just mean. No, they've been too desperate anyway. Yeah, they want it too bad. They do. Don't ever show your hand that much. No. Looks like the wise old owl is closer to Miami at this moment. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. So, uh, so yes, LeBron has not made his decision yet. At least not publicly. But uh, we will see what happens in the city of Cleveland. We'll wait with beta breath. Maybe he's going to come home this time. Come home, LeBron. LeBron, just come home. Let's forget about the past. I've never stopped loving you. <laughs> Is that with that hussy from Miami? Okay. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Well, I think you're getting heat stroke or something, Greg. Maybe. You're a little nutty over there. Yeah. <laughs> And your hair is super curly. Greg even just took off his headphones, which he never does. Yeah. 
Yep, What's gotta fix going that. on? Oh, <laughs> just thinking the fact that I'll... Ah, nothing. All right. Um, you know who I saw today, actually, that I honked at, and then I felt like a weirdo afterwards because he had headphones in and he couldn't see me? Yeah. Who? Anton from Asylum. Anton from Asylum on Anton. 37th and Southeast Hawthorne? Yes, indeed. Yep. He was walking down Hawthorne when I was driving down here, and uh, and I saw him on the side, and I started waving like an idiot. Like, I'm in the car by myself, so it looks like I'm a moron, and I, like, honked. You don't and, have to be in a car waving to look like that, Greg. And the people after him that were like, down a couple blocks, I think they thought I was waving at them. And it was it was really uncomfortable. I felt really bad for a minute. Because you always wave at strangers. Why would that make you feel uncomfortable? That's You're the I, one. That's when I intentionally do it. I intentionally do that to throw people off. Not when it's an accident. Then I felt weird. But Anton was clearly walking back from... Uh, from Asylum. Sure. Asylum on 37th Why would he Hawthorne. not be? You know, you should, while he's walking away, you should be walking into it. There. Ooh, there you go. Wow. That's some slick advertising Yeah, I feel right pretty there. good. I feel pretty good about that no, one. No, Asylum, one of the longtime sponsors of Fun Employment Radio and uh, and Geek in the City and an awesome, awesome local place. Uh, you go there. Uh, you go there. <laughs> now I'm, now I think I channeled too much of the Dax Shepard thing. Muddy. I like Muddy. I, I, I like Muddy. This is weird. You I like, like money, money too. Uh, PDX Asylum. Is, is the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash pdxasylum. You can go there and check out all of the awesome things that they have. Of course, they have all the vintage furniture, and then they have amazing uh, things on the other side. Wow! See, it's unique people. What? I'm looking at their Facebook page. They have snake skeletons in clear acrylic. It's a snake skeleton, Sarah. Wait, what is? What's a snake skeleton? It's on their skeleton? page, PDX Asylum. They have, have a snake skeleton? Yeah, in clear acrylic. It just looks badass. I kind of want one of those for the studio. We're not getting a snake skeleton in the studio. Snake skeleton, Sarah. That's really creepy. That's amazing is what it is. Oh, wow. That looks pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. We're oh. not having a snake skeleton in the studio. You can, uh-huh. you can have that in your house. Okay, fine. Yes. Uh, but they, they have much more than just snake skeletons. They have uh, many, many amazing things, and they are a fantastic sponsor. Go to facebook.com slash pdxasylum and like their page. Why don't you? Go there and like that page and uh, and, and go in there and check them out. 37th and Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've done enough damage for today. Yeah. So no name for uh, Tropical Summer 6. Not yet. We'll, we'll, it will be determined. All right. I just don't feel right naming it yet. Okay. Like, I, I know when it happens. Okay. It hasn't happened yet. All right. But thank you to everybody for their suggestions. Marco Pio. That's my favorite one so far. Marco. Stop. Pio. If you're If you're trying to sell it that hard, you should know it's not working. Marco Greg's doing the P.O. out of the side of his mouth. You're really tricking everyone to think that someone's yelling P.O. Also, we should totally get the, some kind of that urine test thing so we can put it in the pool and then see who's peeing in it. I'm just saying, if anybody has suggestions on that, send an email to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. Oh, my God. People's minds would be blown. It would be awesome. It would be so awesome. You know what? We put that in the pool. I bet you one of your friends is peeing in I that pool. I bet it's you. It's not me. I, I bet it's you. I don't pee in the pool. I do not pee in that pool. I don't pee when I like I'm I like how you swimming. specifically said, not in that pool. Not in that <laughs> pool. Somebody can find that. Let us know, because I want to see. Someone said that there is no pee chemical. No, I don't believe do. that. I think there is. I think there is. I don't believe it for one second. All right, uh, moving on, uh, just to say, coming up on the Fun Employment Radio Network later today, where we play anything with Lisa Wood at about 5.30 p.m., and that'll be followed up by Guys and Balls. Yeah. All right here on the network, Sarah is playing me out, so I'm apparently supposed to stop talking here at any point. Well, I'm just waiting. Any one of these days, you'll stop talking. No, that's never going to (laughs) happen. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Wait, now I gave you more time. 
It's like you keep like closing it down, so I'm trying to close it out and hit the post, and then you like back it up a little bit more, and then I have to keep. Are you gonna? Are you gonna mess? Damn it! We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. <laughs>